guess who's back? Back again. AP. Back. Another episode of Anatomical Precision. I'm your host, Mike the Dog Klein, and with me tonight, it's Chris Schlegel back at it again. Original co-host forever. <laughs> and 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 Glenwood Morris uh, having lots of computer audio troubles. It's the what brand. <laughs> very on brand. Yes. It's, it's very it's on actually brand. In, it's infectious. I never had computer audio troubles before I did this podcast, and now. They seem to be endemic. <laughs> That's, it's just all a computer virus. That's what it is. All right. So we are back. We haven't recorded in a while, and we didn't post anything about it, and that's all my fault because I own the Twitter and the Facebook group and the Podbean domain and all that stuff uh, and didn't say anything. But, you know, you don't come to and us. I own none of that. You don't. You were also <laughs> you were also traveling somewhere in a place looking at fossils. Yeah, or, except not fossils. Fo- fossil. I hate fossils. Sure, I mean rocks. <laughs> I meant rocks. Okay. Rocks with no rocks with no bones. In them. Some of them had bones, but that's another point for another day. Wait, did you throw those away though? Because you hate fossils. Uh, no, they were they were useful oh, geology okay. stuff. Ah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, let's explain uh, what we've been up to. Uh, my little story is that I moved across the country, uh, New York to New Mexico. And uh, surprise, moving is a lot. And then starting a new job is a lot. And then trying to close on a house is a lot. Uh, and also not having a guild ball community, really. A really great gaming community, but not a guild ball community um, per se other than a couple people who own the models back from like the Kickstarter and were like, oh yeah, I'd love to play, but haven't played. So I've been demoing the game, uh, keeping up with the community online, playing Vassal games, doing all that stuff, and just waiting for to feel inspired to record, and now I'm inspired. So that's my story. Well, uh, my story, uh, yeah, like we alluded to just a moment ago, I've been out west doing field camp for my geology. It's basically the final boss of any geology uh, major. And 
that took out a month and a half of my summer and all of my money. Um, and then I had Steam Camp. Uh, I had me and three Zacks, and we all had a good time, even though there was like nine drops. Um, but next year I'll be hosting that closer to a airport and possibly in a state where people show up more because I have like one local who shows up here in Ohio and the other states uh, nearby me didn't really add any players to my count. Yeah, turns, um, out, turns out the U.S. is a big place and it's sometimes hard to find communities of people who play the same game. Yeah, Pretty and it large. also doesn't help it also doesn't help when they uh like announce uh Nova that same weekend that you or the weekend after you book your uh reservation. <laughs> Did they really the same yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. So but it was a good time. Nice. And Glenwood, what have you been up to? Uh, let's see. Um, I started a new job um, with a large technology company, and it has involved a lot of travel, which has been good in that I've gotten to play in a, f- a few metas, mainly just Seattle, really. Um, I've got to play uh, folks up there a couple times, which I got to go to uh, uh, Make It Rain because a trip to Seattle corresponded with a, uh, or was correlated with a, with that event and went there, came in third, lost order because sometimes the jank just works and your defensive play style uh, isn't defensive enough. And oh. uh, yeah, yeah, I did not. Just, I made some mistakes and their dice did not fail. Uh, it was very good, uh, very good uh, player, Sam from uh, from Vancouver. Oh, uh, I know I Sam. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he, he beat two of the people on our WTC team, uh, me and Nate, uh, that weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah. So uh, you're so also going that. to WTC? Yes, also we, going to WTC, which I'm sure we will. Or we, we tra- we're going to transition into that now, segues, as they were. Sure, um, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not going to WTC uh, because of all the aforementioned things that I took up my time and money instead um yes. which makes me sad yeah you were supposed to be on my team you were supposed to be on my team i was supposed oh, to not. be wait was i the captain ever or were you the captain i was I, the captain because you knew all of your life stuff was happening that's true i so knew my life like, i knew my life stuff and i wasn't 100 percent. and then it was like oh yeah and you're buying a house so it's like zero percent now that's what it was yeah. gotcha oh and uh, the, oh, let's not mention the part where that my old job screwed me out of four thousand dollars yeah nice. no that's really cool privatizing public goods is yeah. a good way to just like um have <laughs> yeah little 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 profit seekers come in and rip people off it's good it's yeah good. well i'm good glad thing. to be in public education now so um well, yeah you're in public education <laughs> but yeah so my yeah my uh my team is uh we're usa2 dives um mainly because we re- i refuse to be drive-ins so now usa one two and three has the diners drive-ins and dives names but in the wrong order um so that's all my fault blame it all on me 
Um, so why did you refuse to be drive-ins? I didn't want to be associated with cars, man. Uh, <laughs> so, Kill uh, me, Glenwood. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's me uh, playing Mason's Nate Horn playing uh, Hunters and uh, Frank Midas playing Fish. And so that really means me playing some kind of prison list. Nate wait, playing I... a lot of Steeljaw and Frank playing a lot of Corsair. Yeah, wait, but can I can I ask you? Did you actually adopt the name when when you just said it just then? Did you say Glenn Masons? Did I actually say that? I, I think, think you, I, said that. I thought you said I Glenn. I said, no, you... I said that's me playing Masons. Oh, I I swear I heard. Glenn Masons, but anyway, just listeners won't know. But I recently, and we can talk about this, uh, declared that there are are at least two different Masons teams or teams that masquerade as the Masons Guild. One is uh, the Masons Guild that everybody else plays, and then one is Glenn Glenn Masons. <laughs> I think I called it Glenwood Masons, but I like Glenn Masons yeah. better. I, I I like Glenwood Masons if you're gonna call it something. Okay, but fine. I don't think I don't think it's just me. Although I am a little like like so Mets is playing uh, Corbelli Honor, and that just like made me feel so alone when I heard that because I thought I thought in my head it was like nah it's like it's Mets and me we we see this the same way he played Hammer in season three, and then he's playing Corbelli Honor so I'm I'm truly truly alone on this island. It's great. It's 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 so funny to watch how differently everybody is playing it. But yeah, let's use it as a transition. WTC teams were um, the lists and uh, lineups and teams and all that stuff were announced. Uh, and I'm sure some podcasts will talk about stats and collate all the things and which models were taken and blah, blah, blah. But that sounds like a lot of work. We're not going to do that. Instead... I have. It's actually it's actually in the file. Is it really? Oh, is it on the second, second tab? tab? Well, I'm. Yeah, you know what? I'm refusing to to just. <laughs> <It's a long laughs> so, uh, you want me to go to two tabs? All right. <laughs> Fine. So somebody did uh, that work, but so, I had a different idea. But okay. what? But what did you want to say? But, uh, so the things that are the most notable to me is that there's three models that no one took. It's salt. Uh, Salt O brisket, which is the real surprising one, but I mean she did get nerfed recently. And hoist, not particularly surprising there. Uh, no masons took lucky, but a couple of uh, brewers did. And the other one I want to call out is nine masons also brought wrecker, which is the correct choice. Uh, that is up from zero from last year. Of course, there's a lot more masons uh, this year than there were last year. But um, I, my big round large adult son is seeing good representation, and uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. Nice, nice. Um, really yeah. salty about salt. <laughs> Are you salty about nope. salt? Yeah, tentacles is so boring, and god damn it, if he's not always the best choice. Well, you know, you were <laughs> you're part of you're part of the problem, uh, my friend. You're not there to play salt. Hey man, I know. When university like... smacks you with a big old university bill. That's true. Very true. Um, so what did you want to do, Mike? What did you want to do? With what this? I wanted to do, what I w- thought it would be interesting for us to s- discuss, is uh, each of us picking the following: our team, our favorite, our team to take it all, and why. 
our Dark Horse team and why. And then our most interesting list team composition. I don't know, just the 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 most uh the most mad boy team, mad dog team we like for some reason. So who do you think who do we think we're gonna win it? You can't pick your own team, Glenwood, as much as you want to, assuming that for some <laughs> well, I was going to say, even if you did, we're going to assume that uh, you guys miss your alarm clocks on the second day anyway, so uh, get seems, to... <laughs> seems right. Yeah. It's all brand. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's start it off with favorite team and why. Uh, I, I'm going to start with Glenwood because I feel like you've probably... I still need to give Chris a little bit of time to look through the, the teams. Maybe, Maybe I need more time. No, so you, you've thought you've that? thought you've thought about okay. this. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so my favorite team, uh, actually, this year is US One. Um, uh, John's been playing incredibly well. Um, Boss has been on top of everything. Pat is somewhat hampered by the fact that he's still married to Brewers, but uh, he's also been playing extremely well. Uh, we've gotten some practice games in, um, and I just think they're. I mean, yeah, they're the highest ranked, and so OLL, you're choosing the obvious thing, but um, I think they're extremely strong this year. Thanks for making my Oops. point for me, but um, <laughs> I was also gonna I was gonna say exactly that that you blah 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 you chose the highest ranked team. No, but I mean, I yeah. I would also agree with them coming as a favorite, but picking one for diversity, I am going to have to say that um, my second choice is definitely. Um, New Zealand, that's my uh, yeah yeah. I just, I got the chance to play uh, Coach Mike Mike Thorne from New Zealand. Um, he's really good. Made a really good game. Um, and just the fact that you know we were talking and he you know it's like oh yeah we don't get to play too much just occasional you know nobody's in our meta it's just like the five of us uh, yeah blah 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 nobody in this country actually plays guild ball but the people who do are super good so i don't know anything about their third player um but pete and mike are are quite good so i'm putting them as a as a favorite (laughs) quite i mean they literally own australia so yeah they just go over and dunk and then come back yeah i do also like how they couldn't agree on who their captain was so Chris, I am going with Field Faithful Germany one because God damn it, they can do it again. A broken arm can't stop them, or a broken collarbone, or whatever <laughs> it is. Excellent. They're unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. Bring in, uh, bring in some different teams. They're bringing. Uh, we... Did they put? Wait, sorry. Oh. It's it's Mason's alchemists and fish. Yeah, it's Mason. Oh, and fish. Sorry, for a second I was reading Martin uh, Martin as part of Germany one, and that was confusing. I think they really need to put that team together because that team would be really 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 strong too. But anyway, so you got uh, beautiful uh, Tim's Tim's cousin Lower Saxony Wishnowski, um, <laughs> which I'm also saying wrong, but uh, rocking the Captain Midas and. Um, an alchemist and he was really excited uh and randomly messaged me a couple of times not randomly but just messaged me a couple of times which i appreciate because i loved him uh just being like yeah i'm playing alchemist and it's so wonderful and it's so happy and i killed thresher top of turn two and i was like awesome buddy 
So I'm excited to see yes. that. The, the taxing is real. You got to be, you, you definitely, I got some uh, reps against that uh, recently here. Uh, good local player, Brian. And uh, the taxi and vet, new vet cat is extremely real. And you can't just run at alchemists anymore uh, without, a, without a good plan. Nice. All right. Moving on to uh, let's do dark horse team. Who's, who is your dark horse team? Glenn, would you ready for this? So this is weird because my dark horse team was actually New Zealand. Uh, That's even fine. though, like, I, I think the rating, you know, obviously we know like they don't get to play a lot. The rating is low because of that. Um, if you look at on on the listing on Longshanks, it'll give you an aggregated rating for the team, uh, and it's, it's it's lower than we know the skill to be, uh, and. I think those guys also kind of have they're really good at playing against top tier players. Like, like I I feel like they're a little bit of a blind spot for the U S and Europe, both maybe a little less for the U S because they play more similarly, similarly to the Americans than they do to the Europeans. But um, yeah, I think, I think they're my, my definite dark horse when it comes to like pure, pure down the rankings who could take it all nice um my dark horse team is actually gonna be uh france three um and i'm not looking at rating i'm actually i know john uh and john's a really good player um playing but i just like their i like their guild lineup they have alchemist hunters and union so they have like one really solid strong fighting team which apparently nobody wanted to take to the wtc does not make any sense yeah yeah we should we'll We'll talk about yeah we'll talk about that in a second uh so they have union which is great and i'm just browsing his lineup right now but it looks like it's got most of the solid stuff i know there's there i mean he has minx he has decimate uh he has benediction the only thing no good no gutter no gutter which is interesting that's fair i I think it's fine actually fair Yeah, yeah uh the, the one thing, did he bring... Okay, yes, he did bring coin. Uh, there's two union players who didn't bring coin. <laughs> well, and that, yeah. that's... <laughs> They're mad dogs, that's what they are. They, they were just really wanted to play Vet Captain Greed, but he just didn't come out, so they had to pay tribute. Yeah, and only one player brought both. Okay, I mean, I was, I was, a, I was a coin fan back in Season 3 when he only had... One inch melee. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like you can. I don't feel like you can really bring two mascots in Union. There's just too many good squaddies. There's, it's already hard enough. Yeah, they already have so many squaddies. Yeah, we already had. We already had bots trying to figure out who to drop, and ended up dropping. What was it? Snakeskin. Yeah, dropped snakeskin, and only two people brought snakeskin. So apparently, he was right. Yeah. Came to the same conclusion, but anyway. That's yeah, that's interesting. Um, anyway, so the rest of it, ooh, I'm a little so I, I I did I did uh say they were my dark horse, but now that I see that uh Jean Lou Gannon, I'm gonna say that last name wrong, but Jean Lou uh is playing Captain Theron and Captain Steeljaw, so um they just lost some points for me for not playing Scotha. Mm. That makes me sad. But you know what? Like, maybe he's just really committing to playing some American guild ball style. So, uh, and then John's playing Midas and, and all that good stuff. And 
I assume new vet cat. Yeah, new vet cat. So that's my dark horse team. France three. Viva la France. Um, I could go with England for the memes. Uh, just because nobody ever expects them to win anything. But they do have a really stacked player base over, on their teams. So I'm going to go with Sweden because it's got my boy Niklas on there. Niklas, nice. yeah. All right. Is that the only reason? Just because Nik- Niklas is going to just <laughs> he's just gonna carry the whole team? <laughs> he's the one I know, and I always value his opinions on Guild Bowl when I get to read them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, you don't know Ricard? Yeah. Ricard's actually, uh, uh, it, I actually, no, now I'm thinking about it, I think I'm being really, 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 really uh, ignorant right now. There is a player named Ricard from Sweden who played uh, War Machine, who I know was in, got into Guild Ball at one point, but I also think there might be a separate Ricard, because I think at last WTC, I told him I really... Uh, I, I've heard he was a big War Machine player. Then he goes, what the hell are you talking about? So if, Ricard, you are the War Machine Ricard, cool. If you're a good player, uh, I assume you'll be good at Go, you're good at Go Ball too. Uh, if you're the other Ricard, I apologize for confusing it a second year in a row. <laughs> Just assuming all Swedes named Ricard who play tabletop games are the same person. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. A high likelihood. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, Nicholas. Nicholas is bringing fishermen and not rats, and that is a little disappointing. Uh, uh, I, I I agree. I, I appreciate he has his well thought out takes on the dungeon, and uh, and I appreciate them. Uh, but the fact that he's bringing fish and not rats is a little a little bit disappointing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Also, I agree. Because German... I'm loving rats right now, and I'm not loving fish. Germany three, Germany three bringing order miners and uh, brewers is certainly a take. <laughs> now watch me lose to Germany three, but still. Well, so uh, what I'm interested in is I wonder how many, and I'd love to see. I, I know what the answer is, kind of for the U.S. teams, but I wonder how much of it was um, pick the team that you're best at versus pick teams that. Um, complement each other especially interested in that when there are multiple teams obviously if there's like only one team it's just they might have picked the guilds that complement each other but they also probably just picked what they're best at um Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know what do you guys think (laughs) i'm looking at them right now yeah yeah so for for the u.s like because i was in those conversations i will say that it is almost entirely pick the guild that you're the best at and that you just want to play um, I think the only consideration that might have come back was like very early on when you were when you were still going to be on the team and we were both considering playing morticians, uh, and then I was like, "Nah, I'll stick with I'll stick with masons." But masons weren't in a great spot at that point. Um, but uh, you know, I stuck with them, and then hey, four point two made masons amazing, uh, so it's it's fine, uh-huh. um, and. And and then it didn't, you know, you're not on the team, and so there wasn't even a conflict and all of that. So I think for the U.S. it was almost all what you're good at. Um, for some of these other teams, I don't know. I don't know. I, well, I think if you if you don't understand either, there's they have some different opinions on what's really good or what complements each other, mm-hmm. or it was just pick what you're good at, which is probably the right answer. 
I, I think for most players, you're going to have two to three teams that a player is going to want to go to WTC with. Like, that they're comfortable enough with that they can be, like, you know, several months before the event, they're going to just, like, dedicate themselves to that team and getting reps and refining their play style, you know, and everything on that team. So, I don't, it's not like every person owns fully painted everything in Guild Ball. So, you're, you're already optimizing within a smaller set anyway. Sure. So, like, a team trying to say, like, truly what is the most optimal, uh, guild setup unless you're like borrowing teams from from your metas and stuff it's going to be hard to because i mean i think union masons morticians would probably be like to i would say the most powerful setup right now uh but i don't think a single team has that composition yeah 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 um yeah i i mean i think i think that is a really powerful but you would also yeah i think it's a combination so for the u.s teams i know that while we didn't really specifically, I think the way the teams kind of worked out, there was some initial kind of thoughts about teams that people were likely to play. So like, yeah, it was, there were some like likely things, which is why we were figuring out who goes where. Uh, we also kind of wanted to concentrate some of uh, like the more experienced uh, tournament and WTC players kind of onto the teams and not just spread them out. Although we have a, I mean, we have a really good, uh, crew regardless but um mm -hmm. but yeah so I, I guess it's probably mostly mostly preference all right wild horse there, or so no hang on. so you have more to say uh, one, one more there are two union masons engineers teams which i, I think is a very strong setup that as is, well yeah but there there's not a single union masons morticians um which you know it's just my take that that would be the strongest the strongest setup yeah, but people can't win with morticians though, because they're hard. They are. I agree with that. <laughs> I love playing some scalpel, but it, you make one mistake and you're done. Yeah, there's also an engineers, masons, and morticians, which is a pretty good. I think any of those four teams is a pretty solid. You can throw in probably I'll put hunters in there too. Hunters, yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, no, I said wild horse, and that's not even. That's like a mix between the wild team and the and dark horse but what i meant is uh what had show talk about an interesting team uh lineup or set of guilds or set of uh rosters what do you got well i already called out germany three so i'll stick with that order miners and brewers is Fair. certainly you know interesting all right so for me i'm going with uh the badasses on Team Russia too. Uh, they have a, a lineup of miners, engineers, and butchers. So really meta picks uh, overall there. And wait, their engineers player, the absolute mad lad that is uh, ooh, Vladislav Voinov, maybe. Sorry. Uh, taking Captain Pinvice, Captain Ballista, Mainspring, and Mother. Look at that! Oh, it's 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 a take. The rest of his lineup seems pretty standard, so no 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 issues there. Uh, but no, no rivet, no rivet, <laughs> and double match, Scott. I well, I will I will say even with, even in Corbelli's like release form, I was never 
a Corbelli fan. So I empathize strongly with this with this person who just doesn't connect with the obvious <laughs> best pick. Like I I know the pain. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So we'll we'll have to see. I'm I'm excited to see what they what they're gonna do there. And then uh uh yeah, and just the rest of the butchers, the butchers pick brave, you know. He's just sticking. He's got Captain Vet Boar. He's still there. He's still doing things. I'm proud of him. All right, Chris, what do you got? Yo, Finland 2. They got fish, cooks, and miners. And that's the only other one I know of that had, or that I immediately saw that had two minor guilds. No, I guess Spain has, or Czech Republic has it. Czech Republic won. Order yes, Czech fish Republic. I changed my mind. <laughs> I changed my mind. Those mad lads. That is some ball is life right there. <laughs> I, I want to see how many goals playing, they score. You guys are playing my dream. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That is, that is. Yeah. That is. That is a worldview. <laughs> they definitely have a view of the world. Well, so I oh, okay. There are two navigators. That is not the only navigators. Uh, I was just seeing if right. there was another one. Yeah. Okay. Germany, all the way up on Germany too. They have navigators. It's like somewhat frightening to see like a pretty high ranked team playing like what is obviously a very bad kill. <laughs> like... On one hand, though, you can possibly avoid the biggest weakness of navigators where they just auto lose against masons and blacksmiths true true yeah. uh, that's, i mean it's a good thing about a team setup is you can you can miss you can hopefully dodge your your truly dead matchups well you can and, well you can 100% guarantee to dodge one matchup the only way you get forced into a guild is if uh, some team brought two of a guild but i actually don't think that it happened this year it did last year, but I don't. I'm just browsing through, and I don't see any. You can double. thank the blacksmith nerf for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Scotland, Scotland one would have probably had two blacksmiths on. Oh if, yeah, hundred percent. They, they hadn't done the nerf. Yeah, but Fraser Fraser thinks they're good still. Actually, is he even on? I forget. He's on. He's on Scotland, right? They didn't move him over to mm-hmm. Steamforge. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's on Scotland one. Yeah. Because because it was all done before he started before he joined Steamforge. Yeah, so yeah. Like, no, we'll keep him. Oh, okay. See, I wonder if he's going to push anybody off of the main Steamforge team when they go to events and only send one team. I mean, it's 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 sad to say, but I wonder who I wonder who of that <laughs> list gets dropped off. It's probably Perkins. Yeah, probably Perkins. <laughs> we're, we're being so so catty today. Um, <laughs> uh, so Fraser's, Fraser's not no. even on blacksmiths he's on that battle shark stuff yeah 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 that's because he that's because he knows that they got nerfed hard even though he he didn't want to admit it um oh look at that bryce johnson with the amber pick trying to he's she's the first squatty model he's the first to make amber happen he's the it's it's the first squatty and it's the most important oh no wait when you're does he have like a B C D when you're E F with, like, G H. Actually, eight players. Like, does it does it matter yeah. who your other four are? Stop! Stop trying to make Amber happen. It's not going to happen. 
Oh, uh, okay. I was really com- no. Wait, yeah, that that. Uh, I think what it is is he it's... went through the drop down and picked them alphabetically. Do you think so? Because are they? I'm trying to see right now. I don't remember if they were. In no, I think they the are, but I'm getting confused because vet. I guess the vet doesn't matter. No, that the, no, they're definitely not in alphabetic order. That was just Bryce. <laughs> Amber first pick. She's fine. No, she's not. Also, also, she's she might be fine compared to Champ, but she's probably not fine compared. All right, to actually, I'm gonna Champ. do I'm gonna do a, a, a 30 second rant on why because so this has come up um, in a number of the podcasts they talked about the rookies and blah 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 and all the British podcasts and a bunch of podcasts saying yeah Amber uh, she seems fine um, and I think people need to understand why uh, strictly the worst and myself uh, now the, and, and since Glenwood, and I don't know what your opinion is, Chris, but I, since it's two, she sucks. great. Three out of three, <laughs> it's the official, it's the official anatomical precision uh, opinion as well. The, my thoughts as to, and reasons why she is bad. Uh, I mean, strictly the worst covered a lot of it, but like, it's just, it just seems like really, really frustrating design to have a model that is so similar to another model but you just remove all the good things from that model and then you give it really, really situational things that people, I guess, get people excited. So maybe it's us, but like, I don't know why you're excited about a model that can uh, occasionally make a decent striker kick. Christmas land is a fun place to live, but um, just anything that requires your opponent to do a thing for you to become even slightly above average is like just just not great. Like I'm I'm actually worried about shepherds because their whole gimmick is like that takeouts make them stronger, and it's just like cool. So I'll take you out of my last activation, and you won't get the benefit from it, and we'll just go across the turn, and you know. Be careful with that talk. It's gonna be it's gonna be permanent bonuses now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that, they would have to. That, they would have to do that. They would have to make them persistent bonuses um, uh, in order for it to not just be like what, like a good player is just going to wait and do the takeout at the end of the turn. Like, yeah. I, anyway, sorry, I went off on a little bit of a tangent there about... Gil, <laughs> that's not cool. out yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, hope, I hope they are cool. All, all are, in on dogs. Cool. All yeah, in are very dogs. Cool. 2020. Agreed. But Agreed. Yeah, why? Why anyone would take Amber over Tater boggles my mind. Yeah. Um, well, so the arguments I have heard is um, she can have a better kick. It's like yes, um, she can kick for free. Not really. You're spending a harvest marker, which is an influence. So you have you are, yeah. yeah, it is an influence you are spending with a positional requirement to get uh, a free kick. Uh, it's just like I guess it's more flexible in a way, except for positional. Like, it's more flexible. You don't have to allocate it to her, but you also need to be standing near it or put one near her. Uh, and it has yeah. to not get destroyed. Uh, and she also has to have the ball for that to be meaningful. And also, why are you not using Bushel, who can have the ball and have close control and get the ball back after she passes to dodge her models up? And, uh, a big... No, that's good. And and <laughs> well, I, I think it's I think it's really really important to note, like that positional requirements like harvest markers, are incredibly easier to use. 
when you're playing a defensive role. Like if your model's main job is to like be defensive and be kind of in this in the scrum or protecting the scrum, it's very easy to use a positional requirement like a harvest marker. If your model's job is to be on the wing or to be a striker, like and to you know kind of be out there forward on the edges like positionally, it is so much harder to use like you know harvest markers. You're basically saying you have to bring Jack Straw and then he has to do his thing and dump it over there. So you can't get any like marginal value, or if he's trying to support another uh, player with with harvest marker placements like Thresher, like he can't do that. He can't support them both. Um, it just it's position, positional requirements work really well if you're doing defensive stuff, and if you're you're spreading out, they're they're just so much harder to take advantage of. So yeah, all this we love you, Steamforge, but she bad. Just, she, just try again. She bad. It's fine. Um, champ, alt, champ also real bad like please try again <laughs> Chris Metz doesn't agree with you it's gonna be great that's fine I know I know but I, I, I'm wondering if he's doing it how much of, of it is being done for like the FU memes the lols yeah, yeah I mean, the... He, he can't be a contrarian playing hammer even today when honor is so good like there's still good reasons to play hammer in certain situations. So this like playing Corbelli and Champ is the most it, it is it is really the most contrarian position you can take it. It's it's very I German, think, yeah. It's very German. Yeah. Lucky is the only way you could be more that. <laughs> like and he didn't go that far. But like most yeah. are really salty about Loki. Boy's real Why bad. Why you do this? Boy's real bad. Brick is living his best life right now though, I will say. Um, very. The the more I play him, the more uh, the more I like him. Very very good guy. Sorry, I'm just randomly talking about Masons now. No, so it's okay. We kind of real topics. Well, we kind of <laughs> we yeah we kind of drifted off into our thoughts uh, about four point two. So, uh, mm-hmm. Glenn, would you want to just kind of continue summarizing your thoughts on Masons real quick? Yeah. Um. So honors real real good. Uh, I think the biggest. So I think first off, the biggest change in four point two is actually quick time going to one, cost one. Um, I think that's the single biggest like textual change that like will have the biggest impact on the game because Vet Rage is super real now for a lot of reasons. Um, Honor is also very real. Uh, you know, Morn I think is now playable. Like, like oh, I can talk about before. a game I played with her. <laughs> yeah, I think I think she's I think she's I think she's good. Like, she's I, fine. She, she's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like quick quick time, I mean that brisket might actually get played in combination with the nerf to O brisket. Uh, but um, honor is in such a better place. The one being momentous. Basically, this was like what I asked for, except I really wanted the push dodge to have one damage on it, which was never going to happen. But everything else was basically exactly what I asked for. I didn't even ask for superior strategy to be cheaper, and they made it cheaper and not be the weird like. You know, I gotta pay four so I can technically pay three, like kind of nonsense that it was before. Um, just, just kind of let me pay the inf and it does the thing. We don't need to bring receipts and uh, and, and refunds into this. Um, but honor's extremely good. Flint is good, but uh, some people will play him a lot and I won't. Uh, Marbles is funny because he isn't attached to brick anymore but you now also want to bring brick most of the time so lol i guess he could still be attached and it'd be fine um but honor marbles and brick are the biggest changes 
to me that are like really impactful. I think the Flint change is very good. Don't get me wrong. It's all good stuff. And I think Oh Harmony is now fine. She was bad before and she's fine now. Um, but her, her lack of like combo results <coughs> in four point in, the, in this 4.2 world and the fact that she's only acrobatic and only six inch kick, <coughs> I feel like they could have done something on that front. So what you're uh, saying uh, is a Glenwood 4.3 would have uh, where'd they go tackle dodge on one. No, <clears throat> I think any one of the things I talked about. And honestly, if it was just an eight inch kick, I think she'd be 100 percent fine. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. She doesn't need a whole lot, or or if they you know made her, I don't know, her dodge have a damage on it, or the 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 weak point, the momentous weak point have a damage on it. Any of those little things would be good. The biggest problem with her, though, is she has weak point, and Link goes the wrong way for that. If she went first and then Honor went, she'd be real good because she could set people up to get beat on by Honor. But the fact that you already go with Honor, your big your big business model, and then you go with her afterwards, it's a lot harder to get value out of weak point. Man, I don't know. The 4.2 games I played with Masons, I was also playing uh, against locals, so I was kind of teaching the game. But I got two... Six point activations with linked honor and harmony. It was great. I, I will say on uh, the way that honor and masons in general break the rules of the game. If you are playing a player who is not like very good, you can you can get situations where you just dunk on people really really hard. Um, the problem I have is in, in playing that like more goal oriented like honor play style is that when you are playing players who know how to kill the ball. Uh, it, it doesn't work out so well, and then you don't have any real oomph to to you know make up the difference to like switch over to a takeout game uh-huh. or survive a scrum. So, but I, again, it's a very I have a very different worldview. If I wanted to play uh, goal scoring honor, I would just go play order. Don't that is a team too, Chris? Do you have any <laughs> thoughts about uh, four point two? I know you haven't played a ton, but... I have many thoughts. I played it a lot during Steam Camp. We That's had true, you did. And we had a ton of open games. What guild First did you play all, again? What? What guild did you play uh, again? I played Fish for the probably last time in a long time. <laughs> um, they're just... I, they don't gel with it anymore somehow, which is the saddest thing in the world. And also the most frustrating thing because like how did they just snowball into being so boring um snowball into boringness that's a snowball into a boring snowball <laughs> like, so, so, so the they are a snowball really with a rock there. in the middle so the only thing that changed well i actually kind of agree with that um but the only thing that they changed into was knuckles like, that's the only right. real thing that's moved here is knuckles but that just, like, it made the percentage of the amount of players that you take that are boring be, like, 16% higher. So, okay, so this this is, I, I think I see where you're going here. Chris, what is your definition of a boring player? <sighs> it's a feeling, man. <laughs> it's a, I think like there is not there is not a boring rat catcher. 
which is I the agree. guild I have been playing. <laughs> there, there's very few boring uh, morticians, but there is. I think a Skulk lot. is the most boring rat catcher, and that's saying something. Like that's actually right, a, good, and that's he's a good point. Super fun. <laughs> he's <laughs> the most boring one by by a good margin. Yeah, right. I'd say yeah. so. Uh, uh, so boring. Uh, if I was to if I was to sum up what a boring guild ball model is in my opinion so Uh like obviously these are feelings and there are people like alex bots who really love this but (laughs) thank you for the bots call out we've got we went way too far we went way too far without a bots call out we've been we've been storing up all of our call outs all summer no Anyway, no, it's not a thing against bots. It's a it's a fact that he likes good numbers, and those models are really boring. And <laughs> Knuckles is really good numbers. He is good numbers. That is true. Um, well, good numbers yeah. plus good abilities. I mean, yeah, yeah. But but well, I think I think bot specifically likes like good playbook numbers, yeah. which he also like, has. <laughs> like yeah, like, like I like like I like Masons have a lot of good numbers, but they aren't really on the playbooks. They're like kind of on the playbooks, but they're mostly in the stat lines. Well, yeah, he also likes good tech, which contributes yeah. to that. But um, anyway, those are boring. Mm-hmm. All right, you you want something that has some kind of oomph to it? That's like I don't know. You want like a little a jank? You want a little jank? You want a little bit of jank and a little bit of like, all right, this model could pull out the victory by using this really niche tool that it has that everybody should know it has, but like it rarely gets used because it's just one small tool in their toolbox and like you don't use that uh that little wrench. That's a mm. weird triple Wait, square. I, I have an real quick, real quick. I have an important question. Um, okay, what up? Are you are you have you found that with four point two you're no longer having trouble uh fitting Scourge into your lineup? <laughs> oh. Uh he's real he's real tough. That that and uh big feet for or or good feet for a big guy or whatever. Those were like the two ongoing jokes at Steam Camp. It was just like anytime you'd kick to him, he's like well, yeah, he does have good feet, and then the other person ended up saying for a big guy. So, but no, like, yeah, that was a that was an oversight on uh, writing out that uh, article. Like, it, Scourge it was, is just always really good. <laughs> but yeah, it was the most unexpected buff out of the, all of four point two. Like the yeah. most out of nowhere buff. Like who? Like uh, yeah. Let's just take the best. Uh, no, second best squatty model in uh, in rat catchers and make him better. Yeah. Hey, I'm so, not Chris, gonna complain about it because man, that is a really fun ability. Oh yeah. So so, I, so, so oh sorry. Go ahead. Let me. I want to see. Um. So I'm bringing it back to your. You're talking about fish. And the, yeah. the way that you were talking about them and what you want out of out of a guild, and it sounds to me like what you're describing could be rats and it could be order and it could be miners. That like what well, what it can't you want... be miners anymore. Okay. <laughs> they lost that for you when they got rid of the "You're coming with me," Jank. 
they got really boring because of that the, through the nerf. I feel like engineers could could hit that uh could hit that a little bit. They're also just really good, but you could like. <laughs> so I don't know if that that stops it for you, Chris. But... No, no, because like the ones I'm looking at the most right now are rats order and morticians those are the ones i'm looking at going forward with. okay and yeah. honestly as <laughs> soon as i find out like the answer to when do you use get uh gaffer slash against who whatever you know or like what your team with scalpel and gaffer is if this such a team exists then i will be able to kind of like I'm, I'm gonna be starting working on them oh, i mean i can answer that question for you at least the, the scalpel lineup. All so, right, well, answer it for me. All right, so the scalpel lineup is scalpel mascot, uh, Pelage, Graves, Gast, and Flex. So the Which answer, oh, uh, Greg, oh, Graves, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so your your answer to uh, when to play Gaffer is when uh, making extra attacks with Gast is really or anybody, but really gassed uh, is really really good right i just need to find out when that is that's true i, I guess if you don't need the things that uh vet hamlock is bringing and you don't need the things that silence is bringing which i guess you could always find a reason to have those but i also think you can why are you laughing at me <laughs> <laughs> it feels like if you're not bringing Vet Humlock and you're not bringing Silence, you are 100% gas. Like that is that is all offense. Like you have no outs, you have no options. Yeah, like, that that's fine. If though. Anything goes wrong, your Ferrari goes off and careening off into the ravine. Like <laughs> that sounds like a great way to play. That sounds like a very crisp way to play. Okay, <laughs> hey, I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I played a little bit of Honor that felt like playing on easy mode. <laughs> uh, Love it. So, but that was a good number skilled and like, it's, it, there's a certain degree of it being fun to just do whatever I wanted to do and just like, all right, Chisels, you uh, go win this game for me on a series of first, last activations. But, um... Eh. It doesn't it didn't feel like there was enough like situational tools. So I'm definitely leaning towards the other three that I named. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll probably be playing some order or union after WTC and when I get my uh, team from the painter, which should be very soon. <clears throat> So I, I hear you on order. It's a ton of fun. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, as for, I guess, what I've been uh, been up to, I, I have been playing a bunch of different um, guilds. So kind of just uh, trying stuff out. But I, what I picked for, uh, what I picked for, what's it called? Um uh, for the Vassal tournament that I did, which, oh, I forgot to mention, got 28, 28 people? 28 people, including a ton of uh, really good players from around the world, including a bunch of WTC players and whatnot. So um, 
Yeah, solid, solid Vassal tournament. But yeah, so I picked Hunters for that, and um, I'm going to tell you about the story of the constant struggle between the guild ball that I want to play and the guild ball that I need to play to win. Um, <laughs> and the guild ball that I want to play, I'm going to describe uh, using a picture, or well, uh, using a, a, a verbal description, and that is Skatha scoring sick goals. Now, the guild ball that I end up playing in every single game is Steeljaw slowly killing all of your models. <laughs> Sounds relatable. Um, so I could actually, as much as I give Glenwood uh, uh, you know, shit for his way of playing Masons, I, I kind of see myself often falling into somewhat uh, similar patterns when I feel like, like when there's something on the line. I mean, like, obviously, I've been playing a bunch more mm -hmm. casual games, and I've been YOLOing it. Um, like, I played Morn, Kicking, Vet Hemlock with Bonesaw, and did, like, a legendary turn one Bonesaw, goal, unexpected arrival, bear, like, eight inches across the pitch. So, like, I can do the jank YOLO. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to, like, games that I'm actually trying to, like, compete in... I end up and against you know really good opponents. I end up having to always kill the ball and win the fight and jail models and do you know it it sucks, but I have to give credit to like the Chicago Chicago guys who um, you know called it out a while ago that like it's a really consistent way to play guild ball and you're usually not losing. So get your four takeouts and then go cash in the ball. Yeah, basically. Well, so the thing is, I always try, I always, in all of those games, I'm always looking for an opportunity to take a, like, mid-game goal to put me out, like, 8 to 10 points, uh, like, when I have the tempo advantage, the momentum advantage, etc. And everybody consistently, without fail, will go out of their way to stop me from getting those goals or to make it, like, really risky. So then I have to go back to, well, fine, you won't let me play with the ball, so I'm going to continue killing all your players. Uh, and it makes me sad. Um, but it is also, unfortunately, a really good way, way to play guild ball. Um, Have you considered playing a captain that lets you uh, get an extra activation? <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> I played that captain for a good portion of season three. Um, yeah, it was season three. Yeah, season three. Uh, so she's not bad now. <laughs> she wasn't bad then. <laughs> she was bad after that. She wasn't bad then. Um Anyway, so, no, yeah, I mean, Masons would be great. If, let's put it this way, if I go to Second Wind and I just remember that I need to to talk about uh, that in the, at the end of the podcast, um, then maybe I should take Masons. I don't know, but I also am enjoying Hunters. They're, they're, they're pretty good, so, and lots of fun. Team Guns. <laughs> they are anthropomorphized guns, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah 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 so that that's been that's been me I think we were talking about what we thought about four point two so I guess that's that's yeah, vaguely that's yeah. yeah it's a vaguely on yeah. topic um should we get into some questions unless you sure, guys had any have. other other do, do we have questions we do yeah we got questions, we questions. yeah okay. See? if you have audio problems with your computer everyone else does all the work basically I mean yeah. <laughs> all right so uh chris you want to hit us with some uh discord questions uh yes as soon as 
guys. Tab over. Okay. So Alex today at 9:02 p.m. because that's how it copy pasted from Discord. Uh, how one? How come damage too big? Two. How make damage numbers small again? Three. Grindy S3 gameplay actually the goat. Four. In a world where tons of teams have access to high enough damage to one round above average tankiness targets after one or two activations of setup, is good micro slash tactical decision making on an attack to attack basis more important than before or less important? Which honestly, the fourth one kind of rolls most of those. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right, I think but, that's the. I think that's I, the, There's three memes and a four and a real question. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. Definitely, this this could have been a whole podcast right here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, not going to answer this properly. But do you want to maybe do a little bit on pick one? I mean, probably yeah, well, four. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I th- well, I think we can do the whole thing. Sure. Um, and probably have like different takes or jump in. So one, how come dam- damage too big? Uh, because new things have to look better than old things. That's how marketing works, and that's how yeah. capitalism works, and that's how you sell things. And so new thing has to be more interesting than old thing, and therefore number go up. Um, there's a, so, yeah, there's a lot of power creep going on. Well, so I actually want to jump opinion. in on jump in on that. One of the things yeah. I think also is um, they also realized that the pace of the game was slow, so they made a conscious design effort to design the game towards bigger numbers. And then once you start that train rolling, you can't just say small numbers again because then it's just bad. So, yeah. like, you made big numbers and now everything will have to have slightly bigger numbers because that kind of fits with their design philosophy, which was to make the game quicker. Yeah. So they had a goal. They had a goal to speed up the game. And that goal, I think, was not achieved. I think this like the attempt, the design attempt, while noble, was a failure. And I think it needs to be like revisited. Um, What they ended up doing was making the game more severe and making it so that any misstep was basically the end of the game. And it got very snowbally. And, and, you know, people have gone on, especially uh, Circular Wars, have gone on at length about this topic. But making the numbers bigger as a means of speeding up the game was not effective. And that leads into number two is how make, how to make damage numbers small again is literally you make them smaller, you make the numbers smaller and you do that in probably a season five patch. You probably don't cause you have to do it like in a sweep across the whole, the whole game. The problem with that is that there'll be a lot of people with a lot of really stupidly hurt feelings by seeing that. So I think the easiest way to actually do that would just be to make health big. The numbers, yeah, health big. Yeah, you start making health big, and then you start like reducing the effect of come on mate, and then you got to make those numbers bigger. And this is like this is numbers inflation. Like like you have to like momentous four needs to be an extremely good result. Like it doesn't need to be like middling, and it has in many guilds become quite middling. Mm. Like like. Momentous 4 used to be like, wow, that is a big number, and now it is just kind of whatever. Shrug. Um, Tapper should have a Momentous 5. <laughs> but, I mean, you can achieve these things with, like, setup. Like, you know, but but yes. but if you're just talking about straight off the book. Like, yeah. 4 damage straight off the book really ought to be the top end. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Butchers get a 5. You know, somebody like Boar gets a 5. But that's that, that's an ex- that should be an extreme outlier, not the norm. Uh-huh. So, so then, kind of switching us over to the uh, 
to the last part of the question. So given these higher numbers and the fact that, yeah, some you can kind of kill models quicker, um, mm -hmm. does that make the small tactical decision-making uh, more or less important? Um, I feel like your small tactical math on like which results you choose is more important, but I feel like your ability to set up first last situations and jail things is is by far the most important thing now because you need to turn a small advantage into a snowball advantage and you don't i the way i'm reading this i don't think of turning a small advantage into a snowball advantage being like which playbook results do i take uh i think it as is or at least not just that i think it's more like how do i how do i manufacture first lasts how do i manufacture jailings Sure, but I think I, I think what you're saying is what is the more important thing in the game. But I think mm -hmm. some uh, thinking of it a little different because I do think it's more important um, than before. I don't think that I think there is a separate thing that is more important than that. But there, what I the reason I think it's more important is because um, you can't just have like I used to. I think the best example is to give an example. I used to in season three play with benediction and. Uh, with rage, which is not a surprise, but one of the things I would do, uh, and I would use this like in standoff situations to break a standoff, is sprint, uh, sprint, benediction up, put braced on him, put uh, stand firm, and literally mm -hmm. start fights without even attacking. Just like go hit me, I'm tanky enough yeah. that I will survive, probably through the turn, um, and yeah. then kill you, you know, the next turn and still be able to do things and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't happen as much. Um, so I can't, you can't just rely on a model just tanking as, as much. Yeah. So what instead becomes more important is the decision makings on your attacks, your counterattacks, your defensive stance, et cetera, because each one of those individual attacks is going to determine uh, whether your model lives or dies or they get to where they need to go, et cetera, <clears throat> that kind of stuff. I think, I think that's a good point. And just to, now that you've said that, like I think I'm thinking about my games recently, and I take honors non mimitsis three a lot more than I would ever think about, like previously think about taking it. You know, like mm -hmm. because because it it it's one more damage, and boy, if you, if it's the difference between a takeout and a jailing or not, it's it's worth it. And you know, it used to be especially like with hammer, like you only took the three double push if you really needed it. Like mm -hmm. you really needed that double push for reposition. Otherwise, you're just like, no, nah, I'll take the momentous. Yeah. The moments is two and a push, uh, which it was always, you know, you had your damage buff up anyway. But, um, but yeah. with honor, that one damage a lot of times is is worth it. And so I am I am making those kind of decisions where in season three, I would not have made a decision. I would just been like, nah, I'll just take more momentum and heal more. Mm -hmm. Like now I can't I can't heal through it anymore. Yeah. yeah, you can't heal all the damage that comes your way and kills you anyway. All right. Yeah, Chris? Number, oh, yeah, go on, for number, it. Yeah. Number three here. And I'm sorry, we blocked Chris out of this whole conversation. I apologize. Was Grindy S3 gameplay actually the greatest of all time? Other than uh, Second Wind. Yes, it was. <laughs> Second Wind was the only degenerate part of Grindy Season 3 gameplay. Maybe Midnight Offering, but mainly just Second Wind. Still my favorite. Chris. Um, so, to answer number three... Um, not for me, but I did like how it left the option on the table of goals being good. 
which was truly the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, now, I am going to disagree with you guys on how much it impacts for the fourth question in a world where tons of teams, blah, blah, blah. Because um, I think your individual decision-making on a playbook selection basis is less important now except for in the case of like masons who have weird playbooks like that um in general i think you it should still be pretty obvious and now you can get a one result that like makes your rest of your results just like <coughs> brain dead selections i think it increased the difficulty or the importance of positional play, though, to keep them, uh, keep models safe and mm -hmm. able to respond to what your opponent will do next, more or less. I think that has increased in, in importance over uh, playbook selection. Okay, interesting. Um, um, yeah, go for it. Okay, so next question. Yeah, sure. Alright. What is your favorite meme from Danu? Um I I I particularly felt my my meme today. I'm I'm gonna be just toot my own horn on the on the memes. I did like my uh which by the way, you totally Glenwood uh reminded me that this is uh like a current meme. So uh, I did post today, stop hating on different regional go ball play. Scotland is strong. Germany is innovative. U.S. is efficient. New Zealand is bold. England. Canada is stylish. Love it. Classic. Yeah, I, got to, I got a little bit of mileage with that meme, leaving out alchemists uh, as, as the one. And then I got no mileage when I left out 3-0 game, uh, uh, game plans. So uh, I got like two likes on that one. So people didn't like my hot takes about goal scoring game plans. Sad. Chris, what about you? The meme master. If when it comes to guild ball memes, it's hard because I make a lot of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can pick your own. It's okay. I mean, recently I had uh, lunch top the uh, vertical or horizontal guild growth, and it was them, uh, the faces of Steam Porch games superimposed over top of uh, the lunch top of Skyscraper photo. Nice. From like oh, that was the real 19 good. whatevers. The 19 black Yeah, yeah, yeah. All your, um, all your memes are high, high effort. Uh, I would say the rare, like, honestly, I love any meme that like more high effort and you know basically if it's not a community event meme it's probably pretty good <laughs> but the community event memes really suck and y'all need to step up your game on that all right you'll be Thanks. you'll be in charge of that for the next community event i will not oh, i put too much effort into it and i don't make enough just like smoke me which is the wrong kind of smoke. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, 
So here's one that came on the uh, <laughs> Facebook, but uh, was asked by Owen afterwards in the Discord when we uh, called the questions. Uh, he was not the original poster. Uh, why does everyone think Guild Ball is balanced when it clearly isn't? Never mind, you're all rude. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't. I don't know what actually. I I know this thread popped up in Gubs. Um, truly the bastion of internet discussion. Um, but basically, someone effectively made that claim and which one that gilbo like, is that is balanced or not balanced is not okay and basically they asked the question as it was pretty near written there almost verbatim and when people asked them to like okay what do you mean by balance in this case because there's there's a lot of different kind of balance you know you got internal external etc and then, like, it it went on for a big, long thread of predictable responses. And then the OP uh, finally comes back and says, basically, like, I was looking for a civil dis discussion or whatever. And, uh, you know, just your typical passive-aggressive <laughs> thing. Discord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the discourse decorum police, yes. Right, yes. yeah, but like so we never actually found out the root cause of that, but um if he's if you know what, if you're listening, uh come on the next episode and explain it. We'll give you we'll give you all <laughs> the time you want. Uh you can explain why Gilball isn't balanced. So, so yeah, just message me. I will say <laughs> that it is balanced mostly. Yeah, it, I, I mean, think I think everything except for your tippy top tiers are really in line with each other. Yeah. And then your tippy top tiers are at the top for good reasons, but like it's not as bad as say season three Thresher. Season two Obulus. Blah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. There, there have been. Clearly, like, worse times. But this one, like, there's a lot of, I think, internal balance. I think it used to be really shining and good at the start of Season 4. But, like, internal balances went to crap in terms of, like, internal with the guild. But yeah, external balance, I think we're doing pretty good outside of, like, what, morticians, masons, and... I don't even know who the yeah. others are. In engineers, hunters, you're starting to get a lot of guilds up there. Yeah. Yeah. The top tier is like at least five or six guilds. Like it's, it's that's that itself is, I think a reasonable indicator. And I think like for people who come in to the game and they think it's not balanced, like one, I wonder how much other tabletop gaming experience they have. Uh, not that we want to be gatekeeping or anything, but like it's way better balanced than many of the other alternatives out there. Um, but that alone isn't reason enough to say, hey, everything's fine. I think what a lot of newer players come in and experience is that they just don't understand the game. They don't understand the depth and complexity of the game. And so if they are playing a team that they don't know how to get the most out of or they're playing against another team that they don't really understand what that team's game plan is or what they're doing, 
they can have an experience where they just get dunked and they think the game's not balanced. And the problem isn't that the game isn't balanced. The problem is the game isn't obvious. Yeah, that makes and sense. They have to get they have to get a lot more games in and talk and like really really put the work in to understand the game better to see that it it actually is pretty well balanced some outliers withstanding uh but you know it's i think i think we, especially like a gubs level comment like i think that's what what's probably happening there i am i'm making some assumptions and yeah. i'll own those well so one of the I things what's happening so one of the things i was going to say is um uh and the was I was uh, playing one of my first games with Steeljaw. I was playing against someone, and we were talking about the game afterwards. Um, and I mentioned that, uh, and this was a really, really, really good player. So it's not like it was somebody new to the game, but I mentioned that, like, um, that was my, I think it was my second game with Steeljaw. Uh, and he goes, wow, really? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to play her specifically, but it's not... It, the game's about learning how to play the game. Like, obviously, yes, there's there's learning how to play different guilds and captains does matter, and you do get better, and there are, you know, like, there is a, a concept of mastering it, but, like, people are always like, well, how can you play basically any guild, or, you know, or they want to, like, try something new, and I tell them, just learn how to play the game, and then you can play whatever you want. Um, yeah. I, unless you're up at, like, trying to really, really, really win like a big tournament or something like that. But, you know, you, you play in your local event, literally just learn how to play the game uh, well. Uh, and then you can play whatever you really want. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's enough so airtime to that question, unless you want to talk about balance more. <laughs> no, I, I want to I wanna call out this question that, uh, that Pete asked uh, in the Discord, though. Sure. And it's, it's why is Knuckles' most hated model, or Billy's most hated model, I suppose. And the reason Knuckles gets hated on justly is he just has too many words on his card. Like, there's just too many words, and it's too many abilities, and he needs one less of them. Pick one, I don't care which, but he needs one less ability. Then he'd be fine, but as is, he's too much. He is, he is quite a lot. Combined with a, a good playbook and good everything else. <laughs> yep, he's a good player and extremely boring and a lot of and a lot of text on the back. Yeah, just just get just pick one of them and get rid of it. Chris, Chris, Chris thinks he's a boring model because he can't ever read to the end of the card without falling asleep. Probably, <laughs> like honestly. Reading puts me to sleep faster than nothing. So, yeah. I, I should... Knuckles should be my bedtime story. And then maybe, then maybe I'll remember that it's when he's attacking a model with the ball and not when he ha is the model with the ball. And so I'll stop just, like, parking the ball on him and then duking it out and then realizing, like, oh, I don't get plus two tag. Oh, well, let me just keep punching you. Because it freaking works. Excellent. Uh. Um... <laughs> Lovely. All right. Uh, how many models do you think each guild should have? Twelve. <laughs> Just get rid of any additional ones. <laughs> They're gone. Put the put the rest in an incinerator. And turn so, them. Yeah, they've they've made rumors about third mascots, and if they hadn't mentioned third mascots, I would have said eighteen, and I might still be okay with eighteen. I don't know where where that puts union. Um, but 
I think no more than 20. But I think 18 is three six-person boxes. And I think yeah. that's a really, like, like that's enough. Yeah, like, that's a super solid. slots for mm-hmm. variation. Yeah. You know, all the variation you need could be done in, in that with three three captains, three mascots, and 12 squatties. Come on. Like, that's that's enough room for your, for yeah. your design space. Well, it's also, yeah. I think it's also and just it really. Too much room. but i think it's also really cool because you have this idea of like a new player can get into the game and buy one box see if they like it see if they like the guild then they go cool i want to be more competitive i'm gonna buy box two no okay i learned how to play that and you know now i'm ready i've you know it's expenses have cleared up and i've played a little bit more now i can buy box three now i have everything in the guild and if i want to progress i'll go buy another guild but it's like super simple super and it like allows for like cool customization because if you're at a lower level and you're just starting off you'll be excited with your friends like yeah i'm gonna buy the second box and now i can mix and match my captains and mascots and players which you already have but then you can then like do that again and then you're done yeah i really like the idea of having three boxes of six like that works but i also really loved the idea of two boxes of six way more (laughs) (laughs) he just he just just keeps wanting to go back down to that 12 (laughs) just get rid of the last couple years that was peak internal guild balance peak internal guild balance when most of the guilds had 12 and then and you took 10 players had 13 and then Union had like 25 because they've always had that many. <laughs> All right. <laughs> moving moving us along. How many guilds, major, minor, whatever, do you think there should be? Um, as many as they need to keep the game going for a long time. Like, obviously, they need to continue making models or finding new ways to sell models. So even though... It could take a while to get up to that eight. I mean, it will take a little while to get up to that eighteen for all the major guilds. I think they should keep going until it be good, till it gets too big, and then at that point, I don't know. Guild Ball Two, Electric Boogaloo, Guild Ball in Space, yeah. Guild Ball Forty K. <laughs> in the year forty thousand, there is only Guild Ball. I mean, I think there's something to be said for for a mature game, you know. That, that they release alt sculpts periodically throughout the year to kind of just drum up interests and as sales drivers and that kind of thing. And also, I think it's at SteamCon US last year, somebody mentioned this, and I'd seen it online as, as well as a suggestion, but basically that once they have all the majors out, uh, you know, reproduced, and they have all of the minor guilds for all of the majors, that they have this kind of like natural progression where they can turn a minor into a major and then replace the minor for both of those now majors. Yeah, yeah. So like let's say let's say Butchers Cooks became a major guild. Now Butchers need a minor guild and Cooks need a minor guild. Yeah. And so that is in total four new six person boxes that they could do. And they could do that once per year. Like and they don't and there's credit. there's set up for a long time at that point. Yeah. 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 And so it it doesn't doesn't grow the game too rapidly. And then if they Hopefully their production stuff is, I really like the quality of what's coming out. So I just hope they can keep to their schedule. But if they could start actually churning out alt sculpts at a, on a more regular basis, I feel like that gives the established players something to you know spend their money on. Nice. I agree. I think 
the perfect number of guilds <laughs> is... If you say 12. <laughs> no. Is it 8? <laughs> it's the number of major guilds times 2. And then possibly more major guilds being added later or minor guilds being turned into major guilds. And then those getting a also, of course, the times 2 because they get a minor. So and basically I what... That space, I think that space... The number of guilds is inversely related to the number of players in each guild, and that number should be 12 for the number <laughs> in each guild, because then you're using up less design space per model. And So when you, you say give... 12, does that include the, the play-ups, the crossover players? Or is it, four, is it really 14? No, it's no. He wants. He wants no. He just doesn't want to choose rosters. You want, you want hard cap, so you don't have to make I roster want choices. Hard cap twelve. <laughs> Give me a rotation for all I care. At this point, love <laughs> it. Gross. <laughs> um, Kevin asks why he's our favorite podcast celebrity. Um, and is Kevin on a podcast? Uh, he was. Yeah, he was on. <laughs> and I'll, he was on three episodes of Guild Ball tonight, or so, maybe plus or minus two. Um, I have now been on more than three episodes of Anatomical. Oh, you have been on way so, more than three, right? So, but, is... <laughs> but I'm just saying that it is for that it is for that reason that he is my favorite podcast celebrity because he. <laughs> He directly, like, kept Guild Ball Tonight afloat for a few more episodes so I could have my favorite podcast <laughs> he dragged a little the, bit he, longer. He dragged their bloated corpse around for a little while. My favorite, hold on, re, re, shambling corpse. rewind this, rewind this, my favorite Guild Ball podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right, excellent. Um, we answered this all right. Or, well, actually, we didn't answer it. I asked I asked you, Chris, but can we justify a scourge and a rat catcher six if you don't have the ball? It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just <laughs> people were I having trouble. <laughs> Some, sometimes I don't instantly windmill slam him into the team. I sometimes windmill slam Pelage into the team. So, I don't know. Maybe. So what... What are the matchups? What are the rat, the rat matchups in which you play Bone Saw or uh, or um, Skulk? I play Skulk and do a lot of really dodgy teams. I like them okay. into Alchemists a lot. So just like like lightning reflexes, basically mess up. Yeah, yeah. Alchemists yeah. are dodgy and also low tack. So being like, annoying really is all hell and yeah. like. And, like, sometimes they won't even catch it, like, as a thing. Like, oh, I'm just going to go up here and I'm going to push dodge off this model and that'll put me in range. But it's like, oh, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. But now Skulk's here. And they don't they don't take much to punch down. And in that case, I'm still using Scourge. And I'm right. probably still using Pelage. So you dropped me, Asma? Probably, yeah. Okay. That makes sense to me. Because, I mean, I've only got one disease to worry about, and then, like, the conditions I can just get off of, uh, you know, momentum regularly. Sure. And, and, and you never bring bones off. Is that correct? Uh, sadly, yes. Because Scourge 
has been and always will be really freaking good. And then Pilar became a god even when there's not dudes on the field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So the bone cell problem. So what if we made what if we made another bone saw, but it was on a thirty mil base, <laughs> and they had a momentous tackle dodge on one, and then the rest of the book was blank. What would you say then? Would you bring that That's, model? I would say that brings the rat catchers up to nine, which is a healthy number. <laughs> um, and I would also say that the combination threat between bone saw pelage and Piper might make rat catchers actually be a gold team and not just be the more goal-oriented, which in Steamforged means more kill-oriented morticians. Because (laughs) honestly, morticians are the better ball-oriented rats, always have been, probably always will be, because Obulus is a freaking monster. True. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right, we we had a couple other questions um, from Facebook. Most of them are terrible, um, so you guys all Facebook, suck. What do you expect? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Mikhail Remy Rudsky, Rudsky, I've heard that name before, but I got it wrong just now. Um, <laughs> comparing the Free City Draft to Union and Chains, are you happy with what players came out? Was it a better event since players were nobody rather than established? What would you have done to change engagement? Thoughts? I mean, I, yeah, first off, I think it's better in that nobody got stuck with a veteran model with the same name on their team. Uh, I think they're still very problematic. Um, the chisel problem is extremely real. The harmony problem is now real. Um, that's just for Masons. Several other teams have the same issue. Like that spigot is a very interesting model, but he can't get play because O spigot is so critical. Um, I just think the veterans are really, really problematic. And so having the free cities draft models be new players was a definite benefit. Am I happy with the output? Well, no, uh, I don't want, I don't want a bad tower Flint mashup. I never asked for that. Uh, it's not something that's useful. Uh, you know, but, but I'm, I'm at least happy that she doesn't share a name with someone else on the team. Fair. I like it. Chris? Okay, so it's basically talking about how we feel about the Free Cities draft, the engagement with the Free Cities draft, and... The models. The, the models that we got. Yeah, or the uh, not the models, but the play, like the players that were Okay, given. well, yeah. Because the sculpts are all... Honestly, I haven't had a single complaint with any of the sculpts. No, they, Those things look they're pretty cool, cool. yeah. They're very like, good. They're Champ very good. looks amazing, which I is quite cool. cool. contrast. Um, <laughs> but, this, this also happened with Granite in season three. I'll just just remind folks. Yeah, oh, so she's now such a good girl. She's a freaking monster. So like, so. she's just a, she's just still cooking. Um, <laughs> we're just cooking up Champ. You know, she's gonna get a first and second column to go yep. in addition to her tackle dodge that everybody has to have. Um, so a few complaints with Free Cities Draft. Uh, first, engagement was awesome, which meant that uh, butchers get whatever they want. 
<laughs> and just like every other year. Um, yeah, but look where that got them. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, look where that you got you guys. Maybe you guys should learn some good taste. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, that was you know, good. That was good. <laughs> some good uh, taste. <laughs> let's see. I think, in general, so I loved the idea of just giving them a position and uh letting people draft based off of that uh unfortunately you're dealing with a community and as a whole <laughs> people have like really poor taste and so they're always going to try and like oh let's get this thing that our Doesn't fit. T guild yeah. should not have like it's not in the d space that the designers want to design yeah. in so we're just going to give them a challenge and see what kind of uh, amazingly broken model they're going to give us and it's going to inevitably be, end up being Lane who just kind of <laughs> sucks. But, hey, Lane, uh, wait, wait, hold on. Lane is a model that would be fantastic with like one of several changes on his card that would make him amazing. So... Yeah, there are a lot of things... But like such small. To make such him small. instantly broken. Yeah, like but give him a two-inch melee. Like, you're, when you're, you're making when you're a... Designing a t when you're designing a player... Who does not belong on the spot? It's either going to be busted or it's going fair. to suck. Fair, fair, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, you're, and you're making a really, really good point here. Is that these community events tie the designers' hands, um, and just like, like even like if you know the troll response that I wanted to see the community do was to put Cami in, um, in uh, Masons because she has good. She was described as having guns, and it's like we'll put her in the team that can't have guns and see what the designers have to do. And that's a very troll response. But like, this is the problem when the designers don't have control is they get stuck in these situations where they've got to have a striker in butchers where the striker role has already been filled as best as it will ever be filled. You know, they had O brisket. That's as good of a striker as you're ever getting. Deal with it. Like and. And and so they put him in there, and then he's not good. Nobody's excited about him, like, you know, or not many people are, at least. Um, yeah, I, I, my thing on the community events is I don't I don't even like giving the position because it was just it was too much, and and frankly, I just don't like giving that kind of control over to the community. Um, right. That kind of that level of control, I think, should remain with the designers. Interesting. I think they're For fun. And I, I, I really like it. I get, I get the points that you guys are making. I think they're, they are really fun. And I think the community engagement has a separate value. And I think it's, mm -hmm. there might, I don't know what else would get people at, I mean, maybe there is like some kind of other thing, but the I, models are like this, what makes there be stakes in the event. So, um, so I, yeah, I don't know, unless they're like, unless people got really amped up about some kind of like, changing the storyline thing but i don't know that that would work in the same way but i do like the engagement i thought the engagement was really good um i do think it, it did make it hard for them to design some of the models um which is why i think you have some that like hit it some that hit it but also potentially uh hit it really hard in a maybe good too good way um but well, yeah, i mean remains to be seen but definitely really strong uh some flavorful and then some flavorful and not strong and then some that are amber um and some that are champ inexplicably bad like yeah yeah, yeah. uh some that are yeah just just yeah that are weird i i we'll see i think it was a cool i think it was a cool thing overall i am pretty happy with it 
maybe you know what? Maybe the answer is they need to take uh, a note from Union and Chains and just have Obulus change the results of, of the event when the community goes the wrong direction. Yeah. So I used to not trust the community events. I used to think that they were actually changing them, and Free City's draft cured me of that thought. Like, because I can't imagine they would have done this to themselves on purpose. Like, some no. of these placements, if they were actually going to, like, you know, change the numbers in the tally machines, like, they would have not let some of these things happen. Uh, so I trust the community events now, but still don't want them to happen. So, so I have I have one more complaint and one suggestion. So the other complaint, so many tackle dodges. Uh, the suggestion... A lot. Yeah, the suggestion has nothing to do with that. The suggestion has to do with how community events could be. So instead of everybody trying to fight over what they immediately like make up in their head as this amazing model, because like let's face it, that's what uh, the past two community events have been. It's been like people like getting excited about a model that they completely made up based on limited information like oh it's gutter so she must spin or oh it's a striker so they must be good um they must have two inch melee and a dodge this is a real weird take if you look at all of the strikers (laughs) yeah um yeah when when is the community going to rise up and realize that wingers are the best strikers so 100 percent behind this take like i support um instead so it had a really good thing going for it in the story. I was really invested in the I was really invested in Lane because he had a very interesting and personal story, you know, that I was excited to see go places. Uh I wasn't excited for those to go to the places that they went because it was kind of just like, Oh, here's this guy who's addicted to things that have uh symptoms looking like opiates let's be real here um and then a big tall burly guy with a beard looks at him funny and is becomes a father figure and now he's completely scared scared straight buddy straight out of the 80s right it was like well he wasn't if you read the story he wasn't entirely scared straight like it, it was apparently like Ox works with them because Ox is secretly a softy or whatever. But still, like, come on, like, there there was no struggle with that. Like, I wanted him to go to morticians where he would have been pushed to the brink. Uh, that would have made for a much more interesting story. And also, you have uh, a lot of the Free Cities draft models did not have nearly as compelling of a story as Lane. I think that was one of the other big pitfalls of it is like there were a couple guys who had really who had compelling stories and mostly particularly Lane uh, Amber had like s- some weird nonsense that was like kind of reworked from old season three like throwaway fluff where she used to be part of the Brewers but for unexplained reasons she was also no longer part of them and I feel like they didn't explain that just in case she did go Brewers like they didn't want to commit it to it being like something heinous and then her just being welcomed back in open arms. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they ever explained it because I only read a couple of them. The the 
for the most part, them joining the guilds were really good fluff, like once they actually had it assigned. But I think you should work more within the fluff. So give each co give each guild, like let's say this, a suggestion for Steamforge. Take it if you want. Don't take it if you don't. Make a character. Like give it to the minor guilds because we don't need more for majors we're already like that was <laughs> already problem. above his 12 we got it yeah. complaint complaint four free cities draft <laughs> added another model to the majors but you make the next community event for the minor guilds you give them a model and then you and then step by step design like you don't you don't fight over models that you imagine they to be you push it within each guild you push each model towards a directed storyline which gives the designers a lot more freedom gives the players mm -hmm. say in the fluff and could end up with some neat ideas that come along for the designers to actually work in uh-huh well so but I, what I, would I, the my question is what would the what would be people be playing games to decide then so that they'd be if I can jump in, like, yeah. are you talking about like a branching a branching tree here? So like, like you you can say, okay, this model is going to have this one of these two positions. Like you have two weeks for your community participation to determine which position it's going to be. But it's like two positions that make sense on that guild, and yes. then you get more of the story. Except say, this less, model is going to have less specific. I would say I would make those branches into fluff where you could interpret it as say be a striker or a winger but like you don't mm -hmm. expressly know that so that way nobody I, gets and, too much okay because I was, I was thinking you could even go so far as to say like i'm not saying you you it's not it's not like build a player workshop kind of thing but right. you you can like on a couple of key decision points like they have this trait or this trait you know like kind of thing like have the community do a sort of design the model but not so much control that it ties the designer's hands interesting right. and not the, and not in a way the, that they make something that doesn't make any sense right the designer kind of like <laughs> taking the community's hand and guiding them along that process in a way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like i like it a lot interesting i like it i like, I like it a lot get it steamforge um <laughs> there are some other questions i don't know if i want to answer them uh, what would yeah. you like Speaking to see? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, real are quick, we out of it? We might be. Uh, do you guys have anything you would like to see added to the game? New game plans. That's my answer. Yeah. I want to see them. So new um, game plans, I agree with. More dogs oh, okay. for the Shepherd's Guild. <laughs> agreed. Dogs. Also agreed. More dogs. There's okay. uh, three is not enough. Okay. I, I can't be against these positions. <laughs> uh, the thing, the thing that I want to see more than anything, is alternative ways of scoring victory points. Um, I think there's a lot of. I think they need to, to take a step back on the big numbers, and their their first attempt at speeding the game up, uh, and and try something different. But I think one of the things they need to do is bring back, essentially, the first version of rats. It doesn't have to be rats. It can be another guild, another minor guild, whatever. Somebody who can do snack digger like things, uh, and and like really lean into that kind of alternative uh, victory condition type thing. I think they're running out of room 
huh. than just fighting fighting and goal scoring. And I think they need they need to open up a new axis. Are you almost on talking? Which, on which, sorry, on a new no, axis. And I was gonna say, I, yeah. like almost as if, as much as I don't particularly love this game, but uh, like almost kind of like a Malifaux esque kind of like you can you can interact with models and if you interact with your opponent's models in a certain way and set something up however that would be triggered that causes uh vp uh, maybe but mainly just in the way that like casket time still works and snack digger uh so you just work accelerating takeouts yeah and what is if the scores for fun still give an extra vp or which is the one is it was is there one that still no. gives an extra vp on goals uh yeah there's with a plum with a plum those kind of things need more presence in the game. Okay. There needs to be other other levers to pull that you can make adjustments. Because if you have a way of scoring one victory point, then taking out a mascot makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have a way of of you know snack deergering stuff, then then I've got to be really really thinking about how I'm going to engage with you. If you can turn each takeout into two VPs, uh-huh. uh huh, or or you know that kind of thing. So I. I just really think they need to open up an access for alternative scoring. And I think there's been a lot of suggestions about, you know, like scenarios and other things. And I really don't want to see those in the game, but I do think that some kind of alternative needs to be introduced. And I still think that kind of moving shot clock idea is a good one as well. Like the moving momentum line for holding the ball too sure. long. So you want to, yeah, the, but, yeah, the standoff that's, that's a, thing. Yeah. That's a separate one, but I really, I think what the what the community did with rats, which was an unintended playstyle quote, you know, uh, was interesting and good, and the game should actually have more of it. Uh, but if they want it to be when they intend for that to happen, then fine, just give us some more guilds that do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm hearing is that I should play all my games um, by just running all my models around uh, with Skatha and playing 12 turns and just shooting 12 snowball goals. I, I'm not saying that should be your only route to success, but, <laughs> but that sounds like, that, that sounds really fun. I, I'm, <laughs> uh, it, it does. But I also think that like the fact that she has that ability is cool. Get, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool and it can open up some interesting situations. And those, those interesting situations are, I think what keep the game fresh uh-huh. and to have more, more opportunity for them to arise uh i think i think keeps the game lively and fresh yeah that's what i want to see cool do you have it did you you mentioned something right chris or i'm 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 i don't know yes, I'm running I just, not really but also here's what i actually want added to the game but it's not added to the game because i do like glenwood's suggestion for the game ad but added to the presence in the community when we have conventions, don't have qualifier events and all that junk, because that's just wastes time on a lot of people's time. Have one day where it's actually just a regular old tournament championship, unless it's like a huge Steam Con where you're playing seven rounds in a day. On the other days, that's when you get to have all the side events, because dang it, playing doubles was so freaking fun. And Homelands Cup is so interesting, and Snake Draft is super cool, 
and all those things that everybody loves talking about, but nobody ever gets to play because, well, I could play in this with one other person, or we could both just play in the qualifier that has six other people. I like it. Yeah, make uh, make the make the the big events big and make them opens. I like that uh, rather than a qualifying thing. Like unless unless it's like a specific thing, like there's. I don't know, some kind of thing. Only reason you... to have qualifiers is if it actually manages to make the time it takes to play in these events shorter. Well, what so... I could see is potentially doing like, uh, I guess that's really just a big tournament with a cut too, but I was saying like a one day open and at the end of the day when you don't have yep. enough to uh, to get down to one person, you just cut to top eight, cut to top four, yep. whatever. That's it's... exactly what I was about to say is do a cut to top eight, let those players on day two go finish out the whole tournament. And that is really good because it gives you those kind of like, oh, I got matched up against the highest ranked player and I barely lost. It gives you an opportunity to still make it into the top and and to have a shot at the tournament. But then everybody else you have all those side events for. And so like, you know, so so if somebody's like, like, you know, they go, oh, three, drop on day one they still have stuff they can do day two yeah i like that and and there will be I, people in it hopefully yeah i have a i have a really fun eisner uh shark cena and uh two midnight offering uh model <laughs> team that i really want to play for a homelands cup so get at it guys <laughs> i love it all right i think we have run out of steam cool Anything else cool. you guys want to say? Nope. We'll, Good we'll night be... to everybody. That's what I want to say. Well, I, I have one more thing, Glenn. What do you have anything? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Man. All right. Like your thingy. Yeah. So um, you'll be hearing more about this, and there will be details going up when I post the episode. I'll be putting a link to it. Uh, however, in the hopefully next two weeks before WTC, but it may not be able to grab everybody before WTC, I am doing some uh, special uh content and the focus of this is uh, it's kind of is a couple different things that i want to do uh so the format of this is be doing um just myself i think for now uh doing interviews with different players in the international guild ball community um right now it's really wtc players just with wtc coming up um but if other people are open to it maybe i can make it a a, a more long-term uh, thing, but the idea is just getting pr- different perspectives on the game, different perspectives on uh, in different local metas in different countries and different places around the world, as well as just different discussions of cool guild ball related tactic and strategy and maybe psychology and stuff like that topics. So uh, we have a really good lineup. I don't have my list in front of me right now, but uh, we got Steve Easton, I got Dave Cameron, I got um, Tim W. from Germany, I got uh, Ben from the UAE, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of names on there. I'll be um, posting those as they get recorded uh, for free uh, through the Anatomical Precision uh, podcast feed. Now, here's where the second part comes in. I will be linking them along... Uh, the release of them along with a GoFundMe campaign. This GoFundMe campaign has two parts. Um, one, 50% of the proceeds will go to um, a charity 
that will be that combats climate change because that's an issue that's important to me. Um, right now, I am looking at an American-based one called the uh, NRDC, the National Resource Defense Council. I think I just got that name right. Um, but if international listeners have suggestions that are also international, I'm open to potentially splitting it between uh, two different organizations. But it's an awesome organization. I think it's a, a cool cause. So I'm, uh, I'm going to be releasing them for free, but doing a GoFundMe with a pay what you want for this content option uh, and 50% of the proceeds will go directly towards charity. I'm also going to be setting up a fundraising goal. Uh, the second part of this, the other 50% will go towards uh, meeting that goal. And that will allow me to travel to the U S eats Nats, which I really want to go to this year. Uh, but with the recent move and whatnot, and that closing of the house uh, hasn't been an option. Now, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I was thinking of potentially doing a Patreon or charging for this, but I hate that kind of stuff. So if you don't want to just want to listen, just, uh, just listen. If you do feel like donating something, um, you know, much appreciated both for myself and for, uh, you know, the charity it goes to, if I do not meet the fundraising goal, which will be basically enough to cover the cost of the, uh, flight uh, or mostly cost to cover the flight, I will just end up donating a hundred percent of the proceeds to charity so i'm not taking any of this and pocketing it well i am for the flight if i get it but if not it just goes towards charity because that's really that and getting the content out there is what made me want to do it i just thought it'd be a cool side benefit to actually go and play in a guild ball event this year or next year or sometime now that i'm in the <laughs> middle of nowhere um and the cool thing is uh sam from Longshanks has graciously um offered to match up to a certain uh, certain limit, depending on how popular this ends up being, uh, okay. any of the donations going towards the uh, towards charity. So any donations you do make will be matched by Longshanks, Mr. Longshanks, Dr. Longshanks himself. Um, and uh, he'll, he'll probably have some details up on that on his site at some point once we uh, get everything together. So should be fun. You should check it out and there will be a link in the show notes and all that. All right, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. We're back. Yes, likewise. Keep and, uh, coming, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. We'll... Especially if we get it this smooth of a uh, scheduling. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good night. Good night. Yeah.